So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag, and thanks to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge, and Intrepid, as always. Now, my guest this week is Phil Wilson. Now, Phil is the head of supply chain services at Orange. With over 10 years' experience in the supply chain auditing sector, Phil has spent all of his career working in and for retail, and in particular, in senior stock management roles, which is going to be the focus of our conversation today. Now, having led many stock management initiatives in his 20-year career at Sainsbury's, Phil has very much been at the forefront of this growing concept around delivery of good faith receiving, uh, and certainly something that I want to get into detail and ask about. So, Phil, welcome. Hi, Paul. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Now, look, I know a little bit about your background. I know there's lots of retail in it, but come on, remind me way back when, 20 years at Sainsbury's, you know, what did it look like? What was the retail experience? What were you doing? And then how on earth did you end up landing at Orange? That's a very good question. Um, yeah, you're quite right. Um, I started my my very early career in Sainsbury's in 1990, so quite some time ago now. Um, and for about 16 years of my 20-year Sainsbury's career, I worked in some form of stock management, stock loss role. Um, I think when I left, I, my job title was National Crime Investigation Manager, but before then, it was, um, you know, shrinkage process coordinator, uh, stock loss investigator, uh, you name it. Anything around stock loss was what I, what I looked after for most of my career in Sainsbury's. Um, how did I end up in Orange? That's a great question. Um, I actually took a job over in Hong Kong for a while um, and didn't quite work out the way I hoped it would. So when I came back, all I knew really was, you know, stock management. So... <laughs> who best to approach except the, uh, the stock management companies in the UK. So Orange were one of those. And yes, they decided they wanted to take a punt with me and employ me. Um, that was probably nine years ago now. So, yes. I, I, I'm not even given your background. It was uh, probably one of the safest punts that anybody could <laughs> take if they wanted uh, yeah. uh, some expert uh, expertise in stock management. I'm just interested um, in your you know, stock management when you started. And I'm ex-retail way back when as well. What did stock management look like at Sainsbury's way back when, when you started at that that point? Yeah, so well, basically, I mean, the, the very first, my very first stock management role was actually introducing a sales-based replenishment system. So if you think back in the day when you'd, you know, you'd have a big A4 folder with lots of lines in it, you'd say, I need one of those, I need two of those, I need three of those. As you walk around the store, do you remember those days? Um, we actually introduced a sales an automated sales-based replenishment system. So along with barcode technologies, as things were being scanned, they suddenly realized they could work out what was being sold and therefore what was needed to be reordered. So that was my first role, just implementing that across the, the Sainsbury's estate. Um, and then, yeah, then, and then, though, then we moved on from doing physical stock takes ourselves, you know, getting the staff in every every quarter on a Saturday afternoon to put tickets on shelves and count individual tins of beans, et cetera. That all became outsourced and, that's how I ended up in, in the real sort of stock process world and, and, and procedures world. So it was a very different world back then. But yeah, it, it's, it's given me a good background. Yeah, I think I'm still traumatised to this day by uh, uh, stock taking stock counts in uh, in the grocery environment where, I mean, when you think about it, you were the same at Sainsbury's, but we used to run the stock on the shelf down as low as possible. <laughs> so you're out yeah. of stocks. We're already quite high at that time by comparison to what we see today. Goodness yeah. only knows what our sort of on-shelf availability was. It was probably mid-70s or 80% at most because you ran the stock down, kept yeah. as many full cases in the warehouse because they were easier to count. 
Uh, and it was just the most, I cannot believe there was any degree of accuracy in those because nobody wanted to be there. Nobody really checked what was going on. Uh, and it was more a kind of, you know, about cool. 15. We were being paid overtime as well, which you know, that was our incentive to, to, to turn up at least. Um, and yeah, you're right. We, we, we would literally run the store down to, to the bare bones. If you were unlucky enough to be a customer on a Saturday stock take day, you'd, uh, you wouldn't have much of a shop, I'm afraid. No, there, there never was, was there? So, no. uh, yeah. So look, there you are. You're with Orange, you know, yep. stock taking company. But other than that, how, you know, describe Orange to me and those that don't know the business. What, what, what does it look like? What's its makeup? And then... Perhaps explain a little bit more specifically about the bit that you look after. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, so Orange is one of the UK's leading stock take and inventory management solutions providers. So we, we operate throughout Europe and the UK. Um, and the core business is still very much stock taking, um, particularly around retail. But we do have a very um, leading pharmacy stock taking operation. And obviously the supply chain solutions division, which is what I look after. Um, so supply chain solutions, what are they? Well, anything where inventory management may be a problem within your supply chain. So we cover pick accuracy, we cover warehouse stock taking, we cover PI checking, and of course, good faith receiving, or, or at least the auditing element of good faith receiving. And a couple of things there, you mentioned uh, PI checking, What what's that specific? Yeah, that, that, so perpetual inventory checking. So this is where, you know, a, a lot of related to a, a depot rather than a store, but yeah, doing a warehouse stock take is, um, probably the, one of the most difficult challenges you'll ever, ever have to, to undertake in a, in a retail environment. So rather than doing a one-day moment of time stock take, perpetual inventory checking is basically doing that stock take over a period of time and just continually taking stock as you, you know, as each day and each week goes past. So it, it's, a, it's a, a much longer stock take, effectively. And for those familiar with the uh, fourth road bridge in Scotland, which is famous for the fact that they start painting at one end, get to the other end, and then just go straight back and start painting again. It sounds like the stock taking equivalent of painting uh, a large bridge. That's exactly what it is, Paul. Yeah, you're <laughs> absolutely right. It is exactly that. And it is just literally going through round and round and round. Now, obviously, it varies depending on the size and the, the, the scale of the warehouse and, and the stock that's within it. And also, you know, whether there are priorities within that. So certain areas might be more um, risky than others, and therefore you might spend a bit more time on those and less time on the, the slower, more obsolete lines. And, and the other thing you mentioned there was good faith receiving, which piqued my interest. And I know yeah. it's something that uh, uh, you've been sort of it's banging on about the right word. What, <laughs> what, what, what is it? Explain to me. So we hear this term, but, but how does it work yeah. and what is it? Okay, so in, in very simple terms, it's, it's basically about removing unnecessary checks of supply deliveries and accepting them in good faith. So whilst the process is probably more complicated than that, that is GFR in, in its essence. Um, the aim basically is to remove the cost and complexity from the receipting and invoice process. So a good GFR process will have the engagement of the retailer, the suppliers and their audit partners. And basically the audit partner, which would be Origin in this case, is responsible for taking a sample, sample audit of each supplier's delivery and on a regular basis to make sure everyone's fully aware of what the supplier's accuracy levels are. So rather than checking every single case needlessly, because the chances are it's going to be accurate, we just do a sample and then provide that accuracy level back to the retailer to then have an engagement with their supplier about what the invoice level should be like. That's really interesting. And again, as you were talking there, uh, I might have mentioned this before, it reminded me of my days working for Sainsbury's home base, which is a DIY 
chain which Sainsbury's <clears> own <throat> way back when and the 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 pain of uh of checking everything on a delivery when it arrived mm. of drill bits and uh various paint colors i mean it took hours and the, the truck yeah. at one point in the process you used to have to wait uh until you finished it before it could leave so so why do you think retailers should consider it because on the face value it, it, you could say it sounds a bit crazy uh well it needn't be crazy um <laughs> it, it's 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 a leap of faith for sure okay um, but 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 you know it's it, 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 when you consider though how much time you just mentioned there about how much time you spend checking deliveries in and, and as i say the chances are they'll be 100 percent correct um occasionally there'll be you know inaccuracies but on the whole they're, they're quite accurate so why spend all that time and effort checking them when you know they're going to be accurate so stripping out that cost has a number of mutual benefits for both the supplier and the retailer the primary benefit as you've mentioned is, is the reduction in labor because you're just not spending endless hours counting these things in and, and of course there are productivity gains as well because you can just move the stock straight from delivery straight to be picked or stayed with no needless checking so yeah and so I'm guessing you get the buy-in of, so the retailer and the supplier agree to it, and then the contract both sign up and they know. So you turn up and you say you do a sample. If the retailer says, oh, we think we've got a concern with this particular supplier, might you check it a little bit more? Or do you do an evaluation based on your expertise? I mean, give, give me some more details. Yeah, how yeah. might this work? I'm trying to... It, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean the, the productivity savings must be off the chart. I mean that that there's no doubt. I think it's fair to say that once you adopt GFR, you don't go back. I think that's right. a, that's a fair comment. But I'll try and give you a, a relatively simple example. But and, and yeah, we will take whole numbers for this because it's, it's much easier to work out. So, say a supplier delivers you a thousand cases of a particular product. So as it stands, you'll deploy someone to go and camera delivery in at case level. Chances are there'll be a thousand cases there. So effectively, you spent time and money to get to where you were anyway. Now, there is a chance you're going to find errors. So by the end, in the GFR world, that delivery will just be dropped off and dealt with, whether that be going straight to the pick or stowed away for future picking. Of course, you can't just accept those deliveries in good faith without any assurance that going be, they're going to be wholly accurate. It would make no business sense. So the retailer will therefore partner with a company like ourselves and we'll carry out the audits. And, and the sample size will, will vary between, say, 2 and 5%. Okay. Now... The reason for that is because you're right, there are some suppliers who may be more accurate than others, and you'd want to focus more time or a bigger sample size on the less accurate suppliers. But over time, they'll probably improve because they're, they're being challenged by, by the audit results. Now, over, over a reasonable period, say 12 weeks, if we do that 5% sample of a particular supplier, that will give us their delivery accuracy number. Um, and let's say, in this example, that's 98%. Now, because the accuracy level is 98%, the retailer and the supplier will probably have an agreement that says you can commute that entire number across that 12-week period and the entire invoice value that we've invoiced you will be reduced by 2% or you'll be paying back a 2% rebate for that inaccuracy. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a win-win. It's, it's a kind of what I'd call a no-brainer. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. Yeah, from a supplier point of view, I mean, 
you know that that's a big adjustment you know for them to get do you find that once that starts to you know cascade down that their pick accuracy goes up because they pay more attention to it so do you get those added benefits as well yeah i mean so if you look from a supplier point of view so that that is absolutely one benefit you'll definitely get an improvement in performance in terms of accuracy um they all have much quicker turnaround times now you just imagine how long a lorry is waiting there while a guy sits there and checks off the delivery that goes so that lorry drives in drops a load off it goes um there's a whole load of admin taken out of the equation because you're not invoice matching every single invoice you send it's just accepted in good faith um, and paid and as i say at the end of a, a specific period of time you agree that yes you've been x amount accurate or inaccurate and you'll rebase us or we'll we'll take off the next invoice um yeah it's it, there's benefits for everyone and and you know might this be a better solution for some types of retailers than others in your experience is there an ideal retailer for this is there some way you say actually for you guys or girls not really great or is it is it pretty universal it's pretty universal. I mean, where, where you have deliveries, I mean, I think if you look at the grocery sector, for example, that's it's been largely adopted already in grocery. So most of the big grocers will use GFR, um, but it's probably a little bit less well known outside of the grocery sector. So, you know, fashion, um, even, even, you know, people potentially manufacturing potentially as well. Um, so it's it's a very great concept but it's limited now by the people who are using it and i guess what we're trying to do is tell people you know what there's this really great thing here that that could be used and yeah you should get on board because you'll save everyone a lot of money so you ring up and say i've got this yeah mr fashion retailer we've got this crazy idea we've got this innovative good faith receiving we're going to save you a fortune on your staffing costs we're going to speed up booking into your distribution centers and your supplier pick accuracy is going to get better so quite simple it is quite simple isn't it yeah absolutely so look um you're going to be with us uh, at retail risk leicester in october um people can wander up and talk to you but what what can they expect from you and orange you obviously you're there to talk uh good faith receiving if anybody wants to learn more but but what else is going on are we going to have some 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 fun on the stand as well well yes we 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 we're a fun company you know that paul um we um will be at, yes we'll be at retail risk very much looking forward to it um, and we'll have a a normal game or something on the stand and, and hopefully people will want to talk to us yeah obviously as well about GFR which we're I think we're hosting a roundtable for it so okay great we could have a good discussion amongst the retailers to I, I think yeah we've simplified everything here now but there are operational and commercial hurdles that they will face if they were to go down this road um and obviously suppliers will want to have you know, renegotiate their contracts based on this. There'll be there's quite a few things that you kind of have to get through before you can say yes, I, I'm on GFR. Um, but oh, yeah, obviously we offer we offer other services as well. So there might be more pick accuracy services or PI services. And yeah, we'll have a team of experts there on the day to to answer any questions you may have. Cool. And then finally, you know, in terms of the world of Orange, what does you know? A minute ago, it felt like we were at the start of 2023, and we blinked, and it's uh, you know it's uh, three quarters of the way through the year. But mm. what what's what's on the horizon for the business as a whole? You know, as we come to the end of 2023, scary as that is to say, and into 24, you know, what what what's going on in the world of Orange? About a couple of months ago, um, I took a paper to our board to look at how we can improve what we do for our customers and. Um, the board have signed off a significant investment into the supply chain division specifically 
and that's around technology it's around how we market ourselves you know do we have the right resource to really grow the business the way we want to grow it um, and because we are facing such a, a, a an interesting time with you know clients coming to us and prospective clients coming to us we need to be able to make sure that we offer them the absolute best they can get um so we are looking at the you know the cutting edge scanning technology cutting edge reporting technology um and you know a professional partnership with a, a property marketing company that we can actually sell our or at least speak from the rooftops about all the great things we're doing at the moment so yeah really exciting times very busy times um not gonna lie but yeah that's what we're here for and, and you know we just want people to really get a grasp of on the things that they could have should they should they know what they're talking about yeah really great to you know orange has been a sort of stalwart and a, and a trusted partner uh for well, as long as i've been around in, mm. in retail space so uh yeah really pleased that uh that it's all going well and strength to strength uh, i think you're uh, division uh, deserves that investment it's absolutely fabulous uh, what you're doing so long may that continue um, exciting to hear there's going to be a round table on it as well so uh, we shall look forward to that one but for now Phil thanks very much indeed for taking the time to join me and I will see you in person very soon but My for pleasure, now thanks Paul. very much indeed thank you very much thank you